0: Hey, welcome to The Doug Show. It's Doug Cunnington here, and I wanted to pop in before the episode and just give you a little plug for my email list. It's over on Niche Site Project, and basically, it's free. You get all my templates and systems, and I occasionally send out emails, usually two to three times per week. Often, I just highlight episodes like this that I am publishing or anything interesting that might be going on. I usually don't go too far off topic, but occasionally I'll share like some travel photos or if I did something cool, I might talk about that a little bit. And then I'll tell you about things that I've published. Sometimes it's a blog post, although I haven't been writing too much lately. Other times I'll just write sort of a longer email with some point in there. So recently I talked about, I think it was like updating content. Yeah. I was talking about Starting to update content, and I want to do more of it. And most people want to do more of it. And tons of people replied back to that email, which was pretty cool. So I am trying to put some unique content within the emails and not just link out to a podcast or YouTube. And the thing is, if you're listening to this podcast, there's a good chance. You just get the updates on your phone or however you listen, but probably on your phone and it probably gets pushed to your phone and you don't have to do much with it. So you can sign up for the emails. Occasionally there's other stuff and I would surely appreciate it. So thanks a lot and I'll send it over to the interview with LJ right now. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. My name's Doug Cunnington. And in this episode, we get an update from LJ. So we had LJ on a few months ago, and she was doing really well for a fairly young blog of about five months. Now we're a few months later, and it's awesome. Uh, LJ hit over $3,000 in a month, and the site's only nine months old. And I think, if I remember right, she has over 100,000 page views as well, or right around that point. So we're going to dig into the details and get a general update. So LJ, how's it going today?
1: Going great. Great to be here. Thanks for asking me to join you again.
0: Of course. Yeah, always good to catch up. And yeah, can you share some of the details of you know earnings and traffic? I know I just kind of spoiled the punchline for uh, the last <laughs> month, but maybe you could you know, take us along the way over the last few months, and then we'll talk about some other details.
1: Yeah, so the site is... Um you know, nine, 10 months old now. Um, I started at the beginning of 2022 on a fresh domain and pretty much all the content um, is done by myself. But since our last update, um, a few things have happened. I do have a VA now helping me um, create some content. So that's adding to my expenses, but I also have been invited to a premium. Um, so that $3,000, which um, actually totaled of $3,200 um, for gross um, gross for the month is actually just under $3,000 of uh, 2,982 um, is the actual total. So last month was a, a big month, month eight. Um, I did reach the 100,000 page views according to Google. Um, then this month it actually went down um, according to Google, but up according to Zoic. Um, so I'm probably right around that mark. Um, I know the there's some discrepancies there. Um,
0: okay cool and what was the trajectory over the last few months was it fairly linear or did it kind of jump up uh both for revenue and traffic
1: yeah so from the traffic perspective you know it was growing you know the first few months over 3x until yeah until like may where we we last spoke then it had doubled um then it started to kind of slow down um and it's been a Slightly more of a linear growth, but like I said, in in the eighth month, it's I'm kind of sitting at a fairly consistent level. But in terms of revenue, it's been um, it's been a little bit different. So month seventh seventh and eight were uh, very similar. Um, They both had you know about twenty two hundred on the the gross income, but I had a bunch of expenses, so it was a little bit lower than that. but the you know i now feel like the stride especially with premium i'm now hitting over a 30 epmv and when i first started it was you know barely hitting 15 and um yeah as the site's been growing like, even though i i had about the same amount of traffic as last month i i basically um, increased it by wow 50 so it was a big jump in this last month in terms of the the revenue
0: Wow, that's one of the biggest jumps I've heard. So just adding premium, Ezoic premium, like made the huge difference, right?
1: Yeah, so the premium was um, added, you know, in June. But just something happened in September that even though the traffic was, was um, you know, comparable, I, you know, I add an extra $1,000 Cool. to it.
0: Awesome, so let, let's back up a little bit. So I know not everyone watched the previous interview. Um, we'll link up so people can go and check that out. But yeah, what what's your story? Like what do you do full time? How would you get into niche sites? That kind of stuff?
1: Yeah, so I'm an engineer um, by by training and I work in bio uh, pharmaceuticals. Um, and I just always had that entrepreneurial um, desire and bug that i I wanted to. Um, Chase and I tried a number of different things, and it wasn't until, you know, I discovered, you know, maybe passive income unlocked might have, might have been one of the first ones, or um, yeah, a couple, couple different channels just came across Income School, of course, um, and thought this it could be something that I could be good at. I'm not the best writer, but I'm definitely thorough, um, and I certainly thought on. On that front creating content i could certainly create quality content and you know just self teach everything else in terms of how to create the website um all the technicalities of it but also the seo side and um, topic research keyword research things like that so it was about why la- the end of last summer where i started where i discovered uh this this type of business and you know i had a site that f- that I'll, I'll say failed. It was in a competitive niche um, at the end of two thousand, yeah, two thousand twenty-one. Um, and once I had kind of learned everything about that site, well, what didn't go well, I restarted this this new one um, in in January of twenty twenty-two, and it's definitely been been a better outcome than the one before.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. It's very interesting. Um... You know, it's, you're only about a year in. You're you're working full time, so you're just doing this on the side. And you did say you had a site that was relatively you know it, it didn't work out, but I mean you learned a lot along the way. And then your second site, I mean you're tracking along at a, a much faster clip, uh, traffic wise and definitely revenue than most people, even experienced people. Uh, in fact, one of my last sites. I'm not sure why it was hung up in the sandbox for so long, but it took like a year before I ever got significant traffic. And then another few months before it really started to take off. And I'm not, again, I'm not sure why. Maybe it was more competitive than I thought, but yeah, very cool. Do you, do you attribute any of your success to something specific, uh, your engineering background? Or are you really obsessive about stuff? And like, you're spending a huge amount of time on this. I, I'm, I'm just <laughs> guessing, I don't know. But yeah, I do spend
1: a lot of time on this. I will say that, Um, you know, it started off pretty much every single moment I had. I was either watching a video or writing or researching. It's definitely slowed down a little bit now that I have the VA. They're taking a tiny bit off my plate. Um, But I'm still, you know, the the money's great for where I'm at. But if I were to actually have a, you know, full time job with the amount of of hours I've put in, I would definitely be making more money. But right. then, you know, of course, I'd have two full- time jobs, basically. so um, i'm I'm definitely kind of learning to to balance those two. But I you know when it comes to these niche sites, there's always the the effort side of things um, and just how willing you are to try things, to fail, um, but also to, you know, pivot when things go well and um you know put in the effort with a bit of luck there's always a little bit of luck in there and you know i i started out with like three kind of pillars sort of on the site saw that one was working and then just dove into that one once i had seen some traffic um, even on like bing and things like that i said i i think this is probably the route to go so this whole year i'm almost kind of working on creating like you can almost call it an encyclopedia, you know, where it's just a, you're covering kind of everything. Um, I'm at this point, I'm not even looking at the competition. I'm just focusing on getting everything into one, you know, one giant resource. Um, so that I'm gaining that authority on that information um so that's that's all i've been doing this month and or this year and i've been doing that since march or april so i've just been cranking out the same type of of content around this these topics that i have and um yeah okay and rolling with it so
0: and a funny funny story um i have a site the one that i was just mentioning where like didn't quite take off and then when it did Uh, similar to what you said, I had a couple different topic areas. One took off and I thought, Hey, I'm going to lean into that. Funny thing though. It's uh, a very low EPMV. Hmm. So I, in hindsight, I see like why advertisers wouldn't really give a shit. But (laughs) when I was seeing the traffic numbers, I thought this is great. And it seems like low competition and there's like endless keywords in hindsight. I I see like, Oh, well, it's not going to earn that much. I need to pivot back in the long run. I think it'll work out. And it was good for me to like go through that. Now I have this story of a mistake that I made just <laughs> months ago. And the the thing is I'll be able to, to move away from these informational topics. Now I have like 90, 95% informational topics and I uh-huh. can very comfortably add like more affiliate review content. And I have to worry about any you know threshold or anything like that. Um, yeah. That said, We have been through a few Google algorithm updates in the last few months. What have you seen? Have you had any impacts?
1: Yeah, it's been a, it's kind of been a wild ride. So, um, well, I changed my theme in July and little to my knowledge, I didn't have my, um, robots.txt file set up correctly. So I was disallowing all the search engines from, Mm -hmm. from seeing my content. So that wasn't great. So I saw this huge drop off that I didn't think I'd recover from. Fortunately, I saw it as it was happening, you know, the day of I saw the analytics, and like something is up, something's not Mm -hmm. working. So I searched some of the terms that I normally rank for Noticed something was wrong, took me a while to figure it out. Um, And I made that fix, and a few days later, so in the span of a week, I, you know, dropped down, um, you know, it looks like uh, 1.5k to like 750, but then bounced right back up. So that was a non-algorithm update thing that happened. So fortunately, I did recover. Um, I don't recall, I think there might have been an update at the beginning of August, if that's correct, I know there was the helpful content and then a September update. Um, But ever since the beginning of August, in terms of Google traffic, I had a, you know, till the beginning of September, I was on a consistent downtrend, you know, I was at that 1.5k clicks per day down to 1.3. So it wasn't a huge difference, but it was definitely going down. Then at the beginning of September, whether or not that was a helpful content update, I shot back up to where I was getting you know two thousand clicks a day, and I was like, "Oh, this is great! Like my site's gonna keep going up." Then the middle of September hits, and I go right back down to that one point three range. And since the beginning of October, it's now slightly going down. So only the last couple of days where it might be coming back up, I still have the same amount of impressions. So. My theory is that I'm just moving places on page one, so it's just impacting the click-through rate, but it it must be from some type of core update because it's not like a sudden drop or increase like helpful content could do. Um, and it's just Google may be testing my content and maybe it overestimated, you know, how, where it should rank my content. Sure. Um, cause I'm still constantly, um, adding new content, new keywords and things like that. So I'm really hoping it doesn't continue on that downtrend for the rest of the year, but it's possible. It could, but I'm going to continue with my plan of at least getting all that content out by the end of the year. Fortunately, you know, I'm only getting 60% or so from, um, Google. So at least there's still 40% that's from other sources. So even if I were to lose all the Google, I'd still have 40%. It's not great, but it's something. Yeah. (laughs) Um,
0: okay. Where's that other 40% coming from? That's a pretty high percentage, by the way.
1: Yeah, so someone just commented that to me. That's the trend I've been seeing on my site. So it's very interesting that that's unusual. I'm getting, you know, I get 13% from DuckDuckGo, which obviously from my perspective isn't great because it has really, really low, um, you know, RPMs and EPMVs. We're talking like compared to the 30 I'm getting. Plus, you know, from Google, it's like one or two. Mm -hmm. Um, So from that perspective, it's unfortunate then i have like a pretty big chunk that's around 9 to 10% of unknown i don't know if that's referrals um my thought is it's referrals cuz i am backlinked on a few um like on reddit and forums like that so maybe mm-hmm. it's it's just kind of combining all of them but then about 10% from bing four from yahoo and then i get just over 2 from uh canada google so that's how the distribution is right now.
0: Interesting. So it's all, uh, you know, relatively organic. You're not doing anything yeah. to get traffic from like YouTube or something like that.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's oh. all organic. It's just not all Google, which I guess is, is saving me from some perspective, from a traffic perspective, but from, from monet, you know, monetarily, monetarily <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from a money perspective, um, it it definitely hurts and that's why i think i saw such a big improvement in september is because that google ranking you know did seem to bump up for the middle of september
0: okay and just to clarify to make sure i understood so the traffic that comes from google goes to urls that pay more typically is that kind of what's happening well just google
1: traffic is it's independent of the link it's just the the traffic it's higher quality traffic Yeah, yeah, something, something like that. Zoic has a whole, um, you know, whole document on all the different factors that go into it, um, including the browser that they're using, obviously the search engine, device type, and you know, I see on some of my pages I'm having, you know, almost an eighty EPMV because they're on desktop from Google. You know, it's like really high, but that's a very specific person and i still think i have just i have like 60 to 70 percent. i think traffic coming from mobile so that also um keeps it a bit lower
0: got it okay cool and i didn't realize um the robots uh file like i guess it got updated with your theme and then the theme didn't have the right information in there in there
1: yeah yeah it was it it was had that forward slash disallow on everything
0: (laughs) why would they do that that's i don't know
1: i don't know but that was definitely uh scary to say the least because here i'm thinking like wow google did not like this new change you know (laughs) thinking that just i made the change and nope too bad damn
0: What's well, cool? good. You caught it. Well, and, and that said, like from a psychological standpoint, now you're making, I mean, you were making good money before, but now you're making like very good money, like, you yeah. know, and anyone would be like, wow, I'd love to have an extra thousand yeah. dollars per month. How right. nervous are you when you hear about the updates rolling out and you know, it's like two weeks or whatever before it's all done? Like, wh- how do you feel?
1: Yeah, I've gotten way better at it. Um, you know, initially. I would listen to these interviews and be like, how can someone just sit here and talk about losing 50% of their traffic and just say it is what it is. But now I kind of realize it, like, to some extent, there is only so much you can do. And at this point, I think net I've made $9,000 on the site. So I'm like happy at least for where I've gotten to, um, that, I, like, I'd love to grow up. My goal was ultimately to get just the $3,000 a month that I've hit that. And now I just want to keep going, you know, selfishly just want to keep growing the site and see what it can become. Um, but I, you know, I've watched enough and listened to en- like enough interviews and, and YouTube channels and read enough to know that things happen. And, you know, even with this, this de- decrease over the last few days, it definitely been you know, a little bit bummed. it's not the same as you know getting hit to about ten percent of your traffic, but um it definitely hurts your morale and for me, it's like the slow the slow declines like why <laughs> what what can I do, and why is it continuing not to like my you know like the content as I'm you know publishing more? Um, so I've been able to at least take a step back um, and you know, still remember kind of where I started from when I was happy, when I was like, oh my God, I made a cent. Um, And just like kind of remember where I started from and know, yeah, I've put in a lot of effort and it would be awful for that to happen. But I have at least gotten to a good enough point that I can, you know, feel like it was a success. So if something does happen in the future, at least I've made it, you know, (laughs) made it this far, (laughs) but there is just a lot of sit and wait and, hope for the best to some extent.
0: Yeah. And like you said, in a lot of ways, I mean, there's not really that much you could do. There's actually, there's not much you can do. If you've like done your best so far and didn't do anything weird where maybe you like deserve it, Mm -hmm. then, uh, yeah, there's not too much you can do, especially in the short term. You can do stuff in the long term for sure. But yeah, when people are looking for like, uh, I need to fix this with uh like the similar time frame as your robots file. Like right. that's just not gonna happen if you get hit with an algorithm update these days. Very, very unusual, I would say. So
1: yeah.
0: Let's talk about your VA. So uh things were going well, growth was coming up, you're you're like, hey, I can buy back some time. What does your VA do for you?
1: Yeah. So my VA is pretty much a writer. Um and so I've mentioned previously and um, it's gonna make more sense in the future, but I use that you know brand swapping technique that maybe some people are talking about where you use a bulk of the same content, but you tailor it to a specific brand or item or something like that. So I've been writing kind of like that the baseline document, and then she has that framework to then tailor that document for a new type of product or brand or of whatever, whatever we're talking about. So she's kind of gotten in a in a nice rhythm. Um, I just have like this, this master list for her to kind of go down and update I give her the resources she needs. Um, so that's, that's pretty much all she's working on. It's not really virtual systems, more of a writer. Um, but at at the, at the time being, that's, that's what she's doing. Um, yeah, she's, she's based out of the Philippines. She's a current student, so she does it, you know, just part-time when she has time outside of school and she seems to enjoy it. She's been really good. I haven't had to, we don't meet all that frequently. She's, you know, I, I picked a very good, <laughs> very good VA, so she's happy. I'm happy. And cool. Yeah.
0: So, um, can you share how much you're paying her?
1: Yeah. So, um, pay about $25 a week and, um, yeah, so about a hundred a month. And okay. she usually gets it it ranges in terms of the hours. Um so I think yeah, the rate I'm paying her actually, yes, is two fifty an hour. So it's definitely on the lower side. Um but yeah, she depending on her school schedule and things like that, somewhere in the five to ten um five to ten hours a week.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's uh that is probably a good, decent uh, amount of money for a student to work on like at their leisure. And it sounds like you don't have a set number of hours where like you have to do this. It's just like, it's a hundred bucks a month and like do what you can. Ish.
1: Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's very good at keeping in touch with me and letting me know when she's checked out, we have her keep track of her hours. And in terms of the content, I can't really, you know, I figured even if she could get done a 10th of what I get done by myself, it would still be a help and be, you know, be worth it. Um, because the the content wise, it's, I'm not asking her to write a whole new article. It's really just, you know, tailoring that the information to that specific product. So she's already got a pretty good baseline. She's basically just switching out some information.
0: Okay. Cool. Where did you find her?
1: Um, I online think it's the jobs? onlinejobs.ph. Yeah, okay. i pretty cool. sure that's one I use.
0: I've heard a lot about that, um, you know, being pretty good and people could find high-quality folks. I've, I've never used them, but I've heard good things. So, okay, cool. And you – Gave me a perfect segue. You mentioned the brand swapping stuff. So you have an interesting approach to content. Apparently, you know, there's some folks doing this, but I wasn't familiar until I talked to you. So can you kind of go into a little bit more depth so people have an idea how you're able to essentially like it's kind of modular content that you could like reuse over and over again? And it just makes things a lot easier, right?
1: Right. Yeah. So the idea um, is you have a bulk of content. And let's say it's on how to um,
0: restring a guitar. Is that a good one?
1: Sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. that can work. So you have how, re- how to string a guitar. My guitar is actually sitting in the back. It looks very similar to that Sunburst one you have back there. It's probably a lot cheaper, but.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm like, can I see it? And if I, I'm going to put you solo for the people that are, <laughs> that are just listening to the podcast. now we can't quite see it, but there's other stuff over there. I'm, all right, I'm going to come back here.
1: Oh yeah, okay. it's in a it's, in, <laughs> it's a, in a
0: case. Okay, it's in a case. Yes, we'll do show that. and tell later. Okay, yeah, keep going. <laughs> but, Sorry,
1: <laughs> um, I don't know too much about brands, but the the basics of how to restring guitar are very similar, um, at least to my knowledge. Of course, there's acoustic, there's electric, there's bass. But generally speaking, they both they all have strings, and the mechanisms are fairly similar. So essentially, what you would do is like write one article on how to restring a guitar, but then you can have um, you know another article is how to restring a Gibson guitar. I know there's a bunch of different Gibsons, but that's and you know that's mm-hmm. the concept here. Um, and most of the content is going to be the same. Most of the the order of how you Um, you know, how you put the strings on, how you attach them are going to be the same, but maybe there's something with Gibson guitars that there's something slightly different on. Um,
0: like the tail piece or like the bridge pins or something.
1: Yeah. Something like that. So, but the bulk content is going to be the same. So what I do is I have that main article. I, you know, copy paste it, literally copy paste it into a new article. And then the part that is specific to the brand, I think like I have a Mitchell, so you could write it on a Mitchell, you know, um, guitar, and now you kind of you don't have an infinite number of um, infinite number of articles, because at some point, it's not worth your time to break down to every single model. But now, you know, if You're going to get people in Google that are like, "Oh, how do I restring guitar?" But there are plenty of people that are going to look up their specific model, how to restring that one. If you can tailor the content to that specifically, they're more likely to look and click on your traffic because you're focusing on their specific query. So that's kind of the that's the concept. There is that you're gaining the same type of umbrella traffic, you know, looking for someone to restring the guitar, but you're Um, you know, pinpointing more specific, more specific audience. So it kind of makes them also higher quality.
0: Okay. And some people may worry about like duplicate content or cannibalization. So what have you found in your experience?
1: Yeah. So I've, in my experience, I've found that those people looking for the brand um, will find the brand article and nothing else. The overall query, so say "reaching a guitar," it's possible that all of those could rank, but the likelihood of them ranking is low because they are specific to a type of guitar. Um, it does have, I like, guess, you know, it's probably somewhere in the seventy to eighty percent duplicate um, duplicate content in Google's eyes. Maybe that's why I'm seeing the decrease. You know, I can't can't speak to if that's exactly the case, but in You know, to a human, the query of someone restringing, yeah, a Gibson or even a bass versus acoustic are are two different people, and that's kind of how I approach it. Is that the information they're looking for is specific to what they have in their hand or what they're looking to buy or something like that? So Google is going to treat it as such. That's that's my theory. I, I like to think that that Google it's starting to learn kind of like a person.
0: (laughs) Okay. And I'm curious the like publishing velocity. So kind of switching gears just slightly, but, um, you know, because you're creating modular content, you were using the brand swapping idea conceivably you could publish much quicker. So you started with Mm -hmm. a brand new domain. It was in an age domain. And then you were able to earn, you know, pretty good money, fairly fast, I think like 700 bucks in the, $700 Seven hundred dollars in a month within like Remember. four months or so. Is that right? Yeah, right?
1: four or five months. Yeah. Okay.
0: So yeah, how quick did you publish um, like your your content?
1: Yeah. So, I my goal is to always hit thirty um, articles a month. At the beginning, I hadn't quite hit thirty because at, at the you know beginning beginning time, I didn't discover this as being. Um, you know, a possibility, I guess. Um, so I was much slower in my content, but I've since April have been able to hit over um, 30 a month. And this last month, I, I cranked out a ton because um, I don't know if that'll hurt me, but I, you know, I hit 65 this month where I just bared down and, you know, wrote a couple of those pillar type posts and then applied it to the other
0: Um, yeah, so
1: it's, it's been over 30 for, you know, over half a year and over 40 for the last three months. And I do now have that VA who's giving me a few, a few.
0: Okay. And the example that you gave was informational based or, you know, I fed you that, but, um, can you do this with a product based, uh, review type content?
1: So I don't have any review type content. So I should have mentioned this earlier. Something that caused a significant increase in my income this month is that I did much better with my affiliate. Um, I joined a new affiliate program, but also my Amazon affiliates, um, did performed really well. So I do have affiliate content, but it's not that typical review. I have a couple verses, which I think are I want to explore a little bit more because I think they're less affiliate based, but the the customer that you get is someone who's looking to buy two different products, um, and if you find the right um, you know the right keywords and the right products to review, I think that's a good um, good way to go. And you know, and in, in my on my site, I have one versus article, but the products I'm comparing are $1,000 each. And I think I've had three purchases um, of those items. You know, it's only been a couple hundred visitors since I published it. But, you know, with a 4% or whatever of a $1,000 purchase, it's not it's not a bad chunk of change. Right. So I kind of want to explore that side a little bit more considering I don't have any other supporting docu- like. Documents, um, articles, kind of around that topic, and I'm, I still made you know like 120 off of it. I definitely would like to explore it more, but there are, um, you know, for example, I am thinking of taking those two products in my verses and comparing them to new ones, and I'm going to copy over a lot of the same content that is from you know all the information about the one product, add that to the other one, then add a new section um, with the new product. So it's not the same in that aspect. Um, but my other affiliate content, I I should have prepared a better example. I remember last time I was using the, um, the coffee, um, like the coffee cleaner (laughs) example, but so let's say for, um, let's go back to restring guitar, see if I can think about it. So rather than the, um, best guitar strings for, well, I guess you could do this, the best guitar strings for a certain brand. Um, there might just be general strings that are better um, for guitars than others. Again, I don't know enough to speak about it. You could probably speak about it more, but the general recommendations are probably going to be the same, but the rationale or you know, the specific brand you're talking about Um, can be replaced so it's definitely a strategy and i do use that on my affiliate um my affiliate site but it's you know it's not a best of it's more doing the research for someone else to find the specific product they're like a replacement part like say um they're looking for i don't know is that called like a fretboard or Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, yeah. uh, yeah
1: so say they're looking for like a specific piece um they'll say you know, what fretboard do I need? Or I don't even know. (laughs) I wish I knew more about (laughs) guitars. I play a little bit, but I clearly don't know enough. Um, so yeah, there might be some products that show up, but if you have a, you know, more thorough article answering that question and finding the product for them on multiple sources and alternatives, that's where I think you can, um, you know, kind of win over just a product. Because someone look asking that question might not just be looking to click and buy. They might be wondering why are there other alternatives? Is it is it cheaper? Is it more expensive to go a certain way? Are there other, you know, yeah, the other options?
0: Okay, cool. That makes sense. And one example that I give, not for this, you know, specific brand swapping idea is if someone's looking for, uh, a blender but someone's like the best blender for milkshakes and the best blender mm. for protein shakes it's like compl- you could recommend the same blender and there'll be a lot some similar ideas but the framing and the context mm. of everything is completely different one is a dessert focus the other is like health focused so yeah. like you would write it differently but kind of similar ideas so um okay very very interesting and you did mention some uh, amount of the content, like seventy to eighty percent of the content is sort of recycled across the site.
1: Yeah, recycled across like the pillar. Um, okay, you know, and then there's somewhere between five to eight brands or so for each of the each of those pillars.
0: Okay. Do you? What do you? think the potential of this site is? So you initially were like, ah, $3,000 a month. That'll be amazing. So you're there. Do you have a <laughs> bunch of keywords you can continue to go after? Like h- how big do you think the site can be?
1: Yes, yeah, so it's a good, it's a good question. I've been trying to figure that out. Um, as I said, this year, I'm trying to focus on kind of getting almost a full encyclopedia, um, out on this topic in which it, it covers all of the you know all the the basic information that i'm looking for there definitely is an unlimited but at what point is it worth my time um you know i am i like to go for you know relatively low effort high reward you know that's what everyone's looking for um but there are yeah there's certainly an unlimited number of keywords i essentially could go to go with especially with this brand swapping method but i haven't really gone for anything under 200 or 100 according to any of these tools like intentionally um you know i said i'm making this encyclopedia the you know the one of the main keywords in that pillar has really good traffic but i'm covering kind of all the other brands for um like to be thorough and to see in google's eyes that i'm kind of an authority on that topic so I'm not expecting that every article I write is going to bring in traffic. I'm hoping that the, the ones that have the higher volume are going to bring in the traffic and all the others I create with this brand swapping will bring in some traffic, but act kind of as an authority. So I'm kind of waiting to see what happens with that strategy by the end of the year. I do think it's possible. Um, it certainly is possible, especially if like rankings can go up to at least reach like a quarter million a month. Um, but I didn't think I pigeonholed myself with um, with my um, domain, but there is a branch in like the same overarching niche that I kind of want to dive into that doesn't quite fit. So I actually have started just a couple of weeks ago, like a second site that's in basically in the same umbrella niche um, but really can focus on that what seems to be like an untapped um, yeah untapped niche I guess um, so I can certainly take this niche and expand and branch it out more uh, but at yeah at one point is it gonna be worth my time to keep writing the content I'm not not entirely sure I think at the end of the year I'll know okay know a little bit better
0: do you think um, do you think you could hit like ten or fifteen k a month?
1: It would be nice. <laughs> um, I I think a lot of the the content that I am missing, you know, since so much of it is informational. Even like even my affiliate content is you know fairly informational. I'm finding what they need, but I'm like, oh, here it is. So you don't have to go look for it. Um, that's kind of all I'm getting in the on the affiliate side of things so my thought is at the beginning of next year i'm going to focus more on the affiliate type content and maybe you know maybe focus on those thousand dollar items and the traffic's not going to be nearly as high you know the other the article i had is it's only gotten like 200 clicks but i've made you know three sales already um that if i can you know tap into those type of queries then i you know i I probably will be able to get more, you know, reach maybe that, that 10k where it's not solely coming from, um, you know, well, it's not solely coming from ads now, but I I think it'll be mostly an affiliate push that gets me to like a ten thousand a month.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I interviewed um, a guy named Jamie recently mm. from Increasing dot com, and he, you know, he focuses mostly on the affiliate side, and his traffic is, you know fairly modest for the amount that he makes. And yeah, it's completely different worlds when you're looking at display ads versus someone who has a pretty pure sort of affiliate site. So, okay, cool. That covers a lot of the content uh, approach. Uh, Link building, have you done any link building or are you just focusing on content?
1: So I'm still focusing on content. Oddly enough, um, according to Google, for some reason, it had only said last you know, the previous month and month eight, I had 366, you know, external links pointing in this month, I had one point four thousand. I have no idea where that jump came from. Um, And if it's if it's legitimate at all. And this is something that someone advised me, I can dig deeper, but I actually have a link itself from google.com. And I have no idea what that means. I've never seen that before. And I'm like, well, shouldn't that be a good sign? Like, shouldn't I be first on everything if they're linking back huh. to me? Um, but yeah, someone said I could dig deep um, in Google Search Console to figure out what exact what page is coming from. I have no idea how. I haven't done um, mm-hmm. a very good job digging into that. But no active link building, but they're growing. Um, okay. They're growing. They're not high quality. So, yeah. I mean, they're not low quality, but they're
0: they just normal. links. Expect, yeah. <laughs> There's probably, I mean, I think all sites that get traffic end up with like a pretty healthy amount of like spammy links that are just nonsense. <laughs> yeah. And what I, my hunch is your google.com link is probably like a Google blog thing that is a spammy site. That's my hunch. I don't know what your site is. Maybe that someone did link to it, but, um, you know, There are, I don't know what they're called. It's like some, do you know what I'm talking about? Like Google blog, something like, I don't know. You don't. Okay. Well, someone can correct me in the comments or something, but yes, I think it's like a free like platform where you can create a blog. It, It used to be, um, maybe it's similar to like blogger or something like that, but I think, I think that is something. So anyway, you could check it out. It probably doesn't matter too much. All right. So no link building. Making good money, you're gonna keep publishing, you know, 30 plus articles per month uh, for the until the end of the year and then sort of reassess. What what else is coming up for you on the site? Any other big plans?
1: On this site, it's just yeah, getting to the rest of that. Um, you know, so the end of the year, kind of covering that full like encyclopedia, I basically have said so no other major, major changes. I am making that other new site. Um, which is kind of like a sister site (laughs) almost. Um, so that may help, that may hurt. Um I just don't feel comfortable expanding into the um you know, into the niche under the same under the same domain. I've put a couple articles in there, they're doing okay, but um I think there's enough that I'll just make an entirely new site. It allows me to diversify. Yes, it's going to um, you know, slow down um the Mm -hmm. the trajectory, I I guess, because it won't have that authority, but I have wanted to at least make another site. It's going to have some similar similarities between what I'm currently doing. So I'll already have kind of a heads up in terms of what I'm, what I'm looking for. But yeah, nothing. I'm just really hoping that the traffic bounces back up a little bit from Google.
0: I hear. Yeah. All right. Well, I will, in, in a second, I'll ask you to share where people can follow along, but for people that want to kind of replicate your success, especially like $3,000 per month after nine months, pretty healthy amount of traffic, you, you've you put a ton of time into it, so we can't discount that at all. But what advice would you give someone who's maybe like on the very early end of working on their site?
1: It's a good question, you know. It is hard when you base it off of more or less one one success. You know, I only have one under my resume. Um, I think I've said this before, but kind of certainly putting in the effort, but not just blindly, you know, putting effort with purpose um, in terms of making the content that is, you know, is worth your time, has enough, has enough volume because I mean, if I didn't have this brand swapping technique, it it would be taking me. A, and I already spend enough time. I don't. I wouldn't wouldn't be able to write any articles because um, I mean, they still take time to update that extra like thirty percent content. You still have to do the research and um, you know make the necessary changes. But completely starting from scratch takes a really long time. So you want to make sure that what you're writing for is not necessarily going to rank because you're not entirely sure. But you want at least Make the effort into what could potentially give you a good return. So whether it's you know an affiliate type content, um, writing it, you know if it's a lower end, less expensive product, you need high, um, you know high volume to make up for that. But if you're writing affiliate content on an expensive product, you don't need a ton of traffic to potentially convert. So it's just thinking about yeah, how much effort you're putting in, I think is going to yield the reward and, and kind of look at some early signs. Of course, you know, Doug already <laughs> mentioned that he kind of went and leaned into, um, you know, part of a site that didn't really, you know, yield the return. But I would personally, I would still have told him to lean into it since it was showing him success. And it, it still was just, mon- you know, on the the money side, it just wasn't wasn't providing the returns. So a lot, and I'm going to make a video on this soon, but really thinking about the strategy of your business, how you're going to make your money. Does traffic, you know, really matter? Is it better to go for, you know, say you go for something that's 80,000, you know, searches a month, even if you're on page three, you're still going to get some traffic. Um, I've found that with some of my content, it's like, I'm, Nowhere near the top. I'm not even targeting the keyword, but some of my other content is still ranking for it. You know, third page plus, I'm still getting some clicks for it. So, um, you know, if that were an affiliate type site, it it may be worth it. So really think about the strategy you're going for. If you're going for um, you know, low volume, high income, you'll probably go on the affiliate side, but try to focus on products that are you know, more expensive and give you some type of reward. But if you're going for the ad side, um, you need to have enough search volume and it definitely takes some time to find those right keywords. But I haven't found much success. Um, And some people have, you know, writing about the zero search volumes and things like that. But for most of the articles that say hundred, 200 a month, they're getting way less than that. So, um i i personally will go after the higher volume that have you know some competition but focusing is if you're going to go on the the um ad side to look at the quality of those top articles because that's kind of what drew me in to what i'm writing about now is i researched it i said these do not seem like they'd answer exactly what i came to look for and i'll have all the information i need so it's not just about competition it's also about also about quality so thinking about those those two aspects why you're writing who you're trying to get to your site and um yeah making just making sure if it's successful will it be worth your time
0: awesome lj where should people find you
1: yeah so i have a a youtube channel um blog sprout um so Hopefully you link to it. That'd be nice. Yeah. Um, linked yeah. to it below, But I do have a website as well. Um, blog sprout.com because regular blog sprout was taken. Um, so that's new, but that's pretty much just where you can find all my videos, my contact page. Um, I do have, um, you know, a contact form and, and my email listed on those two places. If you want to, if you want to reach out, but I do also respond to every comment that's made on any of my videos, um, at least like them if they're just a comment. So I am pretty active on there. And I, I definitely appreciate when people make comments because they bring up things such as the Google traffic. I didn't realize that 60% was relatively low for, you know, general organic um, traffic. So I learn a lot from, from you guys as well.
0: That's good. Yeah. We'll link up so people can get to it. And then you have a monthly report. So if people want to kind of follow along, um, you know, month by month, you started, um, at the beginning, right? So people can track from like month one, two and whatever, right?
1: Yep. Yep. My plan is to continue with that. And with the sister site, I also plan to, um, plan to make, make ones for that.
0: All right. Well, thanks a lot. And we'll catch up with you soon.
1: Yeah. Thanks so much, Doug. Nice talking to you.
0: LJ's story is pretty cool because she grew the site so fast. I mean, just hitting that $750 mark was pretty impressive, but then to have so much growth in the subsequent months for a pretty young site, that is very unusual these days. So it's pretty cool, especially, you know, hearing her, uh, different methods to grow the site. And I'm, excited to see where it's going to go in the future. You never really know with the, you know, recent Google updates and it doesn't matter when you listen to this, there probably will have been a recent Google update. They seem to be rolling out like every four to six weeks these days. And I'm recording this in the very tail end of October. So anyway, who knows, who knows what update is rolling out at the time that you're listening to this. Now, I'm going to do a quick little plug here. I don't do this too often, but this is a nootropic product that I started using recently called Magic Mind. And I get a lot of cold emails, cold pitches, and some of them are for nootropics, which I actually do use Um and I've done a couple of videos on nootropics that I've used in the past. Funny thing, it doesn't really look like they get too many views, but it's kind of a competitive area and having a YouTube channel and a podcast makes me a good candidate for them to send me free shit. So they actually sent me some free, um, some free samples to check out. They didn't pay me for this spot. They, in fact, I told them, "Hey, I don't think this is going to work out." And they, they were like, ah, well, we'll send you some stuff. You could check it out anyway." And their trick worked. It's actually a good product. This is called Magic Mind, and the little uh, form that I, the little pamphlet thing that I have right in front of me, doesn't have the specific ingredients. I think that is probably upstairs, but it has a uh, like matcha tea in there so it's like a little it's a tiny little i would say couple ounce little uh, shot they call it a shot and it's uh kind of kind of tasty i don't mind it too much it's a little bit acidic and you know it's a couple ounces uh the other nootropics that i typically take are uh, little capsules or little pills so this magic mind is basically a little tea drink and it's slightly acidic. I'm not sure what causes that, you know, some of the stuff they put in there. So there's a little bit of caffeine, but not too much. And one of the big things is there is uh, what's called theanine, L-theanine, which is in green tea. So I think that's come coming from the matcha, but I know some of my other nootropics that I take, they have theanine and essentially theanine slows down or sort of, uh, like buffers the intake of caffeine. So one thing that used to happen to me is I would just have too much caffeine. I would just drink a huge amount of coffee and it wouldn't actually would make me pretty productive for a little while. And then it would crash really hard in the afternoon when I was coming off the caffeine. Additionally, the caffeine kind of fucked up my sleep. So I didn't think it was really messing up my sleep, but then I stopped drinking caffeine for a few weeks. And, uh, unfortunately my sleep got much better and that meant I really needed to cut back on caffeine. So I've largely switched to decaf most of the time. So anyway, this, uh, magic mind is a good product. I'll put an affiliate link so you could check it out if you want to. And I'm not sure if they have like sample packs or if you have to like to buy, buy the, you know, the 15 pack or whatever, but it works pretty awesome. And they do say, Um, on day one, you'll feel an elevated sense of energy and calm focus within an hour. And they say they don't rely on massive amounts of caffeine, like energy shots, because caffeine is counterproductive for optimal focus, which I definitely agree with. I mean, I would get a lot of tasks done when I was on high levels of caffeine, but I didn't have the same kind of focus. And I wasn't very creative so if you needed me to do just like a linear set of tasks maybe caffeine was okay but if I needed to think caffeine kind of it, it was counterproductive so on day 2 they say you know look at how much you got done on the the uh, to do list yesterday and then day 3 they say feel 100% of the benefits of the nutrients and I don't know how to pronounce the kind of mushrooms cordyceps, mushrooms, and ashwagandha have started to reach their full effect. There's a lot of words with many syllables that are tough for me to pronounce, but basically I found it to be pretty effective. If you want to check it out, if you want to dabble with nootropics, it's one that I would uh, look at. So it's called Magic Mind. And like I said, I'm an affiliate. So if you make a purchase, I'd get a commission, which I appreciate. And uh, if not, you know, that's cool. I would say, you know, if you are thinking caffeine is good and you like caffeine, but you get a little jittery or you have a crash, look up that L-theanine. It's just a supplement you can buy on Amazon. It's in green tea. It's what makes green tea, you know, a little bit um, not as uh, potent as coffee or espresso or something like that. So anyway, thanks to Magic Mind for sending me the samples. I dig it and uh, you should check it out. All right, I think that's it for today. Thanks a lot to LJ. Be sure to check out her updates, which go in more depth over there on YouTube. And we'll catch you on the next episode.